0: namaste welcome to buddha's teaching my name is soti tim today i'd like to make some more comments and add some more um, ideas onto one of the principle which is the last principle one of the three principles and I want to talk on the third one, which is called um, non-self or anatta. The last one of the three principles that the Buddha taught. You know the three principles are impermanence, dukkha, and anatta. Right, anicca, dukkha, anatta. So anatta being the last one, which means non-self. That's the subject that I like to touch on today. And I know I have talked and I have touched on this subject um here and there, you know, in my previous episodes. But this one I like to devote this entire episode to just that topic alone. Anata. Non-self. So this is one of the most difficult, I would say, things for a lot of people to grasp, to understand what is non-self. Because every one of us right now, we always say, you know, I, right, Um, I, and we say we exist, I mean, how can we deny our existence? You know, how can we deny who we are? I mean, you are there, sitting there and listening. We are doing things, you know, walking, working, and all kinds of stuff. How can you, anyone deny that there is no self? It doesn't make sense. So... That is why it's so difficult to understand this part and most people right away um, deny this or don't even want to hear or just say that it's nonsense, you know, it's something that is not true or whatever it is, but regardless. Whatever opinion uh they, they, they are out there. I will try my best to go over this anatta subject, and we'll take it from there. So non-self or anatta means that another words, There's no self, right? And for that, people say. How can that be? I'm here. I'm, you know, knowing all this stuff. Okay? And because of this, people, I'm repeating myself here, that people cannot handle this truth. Right? But at the end, and this is the reason why you know, because we identify with ourselves as an existence, as existing being. And that's why we all, you know, dreaded the end, which is which we call death. Because when there is a self and when that at the end the self breaks down and we call that death and the self don't like it. Okay, uh, and it's understand, it's understandable that um, everyone is afraid of death, right? Nobody wants to die, I mean, if you ask anyone, I mean, in this entire world, once we are born, nobody wants to die, because death is one of those things that is... Uh, people, even though people are aware of it, but they don't want to think about it. So, because what is it? Death. um, So there's a phrase that I usually say. The word death is death to the self, right? The self that we identify. And what is that self? That self, is the body and the mind, right? So death to the self is death to the body and death to the mind is and is death to who we are. As we identify ourselves with this body mind um, objects, even the Buddha himself, you know, before he reached enlightenment, he. He was also very afraid of death. And that was exactly the very reason why he left the palace. Because he wants to know what death is. Why is this happening? Why is it that people can just be living and be happy forever and ever? Why there's a need for, you know, of this death here? Okay. So... When the Buddha left the palace, his purpose was to find the cure of this mortality that every one of us uh, is going through. He was afraid of death himself, so he wants to find a way that you can escape death, that we can escape mortality. So, yes, if you want to know who's afraid of, of death the most, I would say it was probably Buddha, right? Because, you know, with all the treasure, with all the power, with all the amenities, all the pleasure that he has, I mean, he ran away from it all. <laughs> Tried to find the end of that um, suffering, the end of death you know would any one of us do that if we were living in a comfort like like the buddha i don't think anyone would do things like that you know we would be uh, get, uh, we are so caught up with all the pressure and stuff we wouldn't let it go but the buddha said no i have to find a way this is not acceptable right so that's why he went into the forest to find himself until enlightenment you know, there was death to Buddha, to Godama, uh Shihata Godama. But after enlightenment, then the Buddha found out there, there is no death. And why is that? The Buddha said there's no one born, there is no one died. That is a very strange concept. It's a really, very strange idea that, what do you mean there's no one born, there's no one die. Everyone here, everywhere here, everyone is walking and, and talking and laughing. How come you? the Buddha said there's no one born and no one died? Right? So it comes to the uh, identity uh, uh, issue, okay, about the identification. That here we are as a human being, okay, sitting here, so of course we say, "I'm here, right here. How come you say "I'm not here, I'm right here, right, and that's how the buddha that's why the Buddha explained about the three principles right the uh the the impermanence, okay. The, the suffering and the non-self so the impermanence is the impermanence of what the imper is the impermanence of the body and the impermanence of the mind right so we're back to square one again so now the buddha this as discovered as the buddha discovered that who am i who is this that is I call myself. Okay? As I am this and I am that. So when he looked into this, he said, wait a minute. This body here is impermanent. It's always changing. When you when we were so let's say we identify ourselves when we were in elementary school. Okay, when we were in elementary school, so you would you said yourself, I am a six year old boy or girl, you know, he study in this class and that, uh, name this, name that, whatever called. But that boy is gone, so that way, where did that I go? That I changed, right? So that I changed to Uh, Who you are right now. So. The body which we identify as I. Is always changing. So there's no such a. So there's nothing that we can. uh, Put. As a concrete thing that. That's it. That's I. The body. Which you know. It's not possible. Because it's always changing. So the I. The physical I. It's not permanent. It's always changing. There's nothing that you can hold on to and keep it, stay the same. It's not possible. It's always changing. So that's for the physical body. And then when it comes to the mind, now the, now the Buddha went into, like I have covered before, went into how the mind works. Where the mind comes from, how we perceive things. Oh, we perceive things through the five senses, and the five senses carry information through the sixth sense and it interprets the information. All of this is done by itself, there's no who behind the scene doing it. The mind does it automatically. Right there's no who telling the eye to see, telling the the nose to smell, the tongue to taste. Um, you know the uh, ear to hear, or our senses. It just does everything by itself. There's no who behind it. But because all all of this happening, and consciousness arises out of these phenomenon, out of this um amazing development consciousness arise out of it okay and this consciousness arise is because there's a supporting this there's a supportive energy behind it the supportive energy that makes the that that makes the the heart pump that makes the body breathes the underlying energy in combined with the consciousness of the of the of the form that is working by itself through the the, the five senses it makes the body becomes aware Okay, it becomes aware of what's going on, aware of the feeling, the touch, the hot, the cold, right the, the black and white, the, the the odor, the taste. It the consciousness is awakened by itself without anyone doing it. There's no who behind it. That's what the the Buddha discovered. The Buddha said there is no one behind it doing it. All of this thing here is a, a one incredible uh, natural phenomenon that is happening by itself, and it becomes what we call the mind that we become aware of things. This awareness comes by itself, right? But the reason that we because of this happening we become aware of this the con- and this consciousness arises because of all this amazing phenomenon there's a sense of somebody doing all this stuff while in fact when we look we cannot find that somebody doing it another word what we are experiencing, you are listening right now, you are seeing things right now, are all incredible, amazing experience that you're going through without you have, having to do anything. It just happened. This is an amazing, magical experience that we all have. Okay, because we, there's no doer behind this. Okay, this is the part that is so difficult for a lot of us to to understand. We thought we're doing the seeing, we're doing the smelling, or the touching, the tasting. Okay? And that is like, like an aware that is in front of us. It's because of that. Um, just because we can move, okay, we can move and it differentiates us from the trees and all that stuff because we have this consciousness, this awareness, and just like animal, that they can move also. This movement, this make us think that we are somebody. Okay. We are something behind all of this happening. That's what make us think. And because of that, we think we exist. Okay. And when we think we exist, this thinking is what we call the ego, the ego thinks that it exists. But according to Buddha's discovery, and this is for every one of us to look into is there a who behind this doing? Okay? So you say yes, there is a who. see, I am eating, I am reading. So, I is the doer. Right? So, I is the doer. And this is the I that will die. Okay? So, this I am the doer. And this doer is doing everything. And because of this, At the end, it's this doer here that died. While the Buddha said, no, there isn't a doer behind anything. There is happening, going on, yes. There there is experience going on, yes. There is seeing going on, yes. There is smelling, touching, tasting, Feeling going on, yes, but the Buddha said there's no doer behind it. There's no doer behind it because all of this experience that we're receiving, that we're perceiving, that we are going through right now, is just an interaction, a very intricate. Um. Uh, mechanism that the body interacts with nature and nature interacts with the body and this this whole interaction between our body and the mind with the things through our five senses make us become aware make us become conscious of the experience that is going on okay and this is why it's so difficult for all of us to to understand that there isn't a doer behind it but there's only doing okay because the doing, becomes the doer and the doer is the doing itself this thing here it, because of the changing nature of the mind when, as you know the mind change from one moment to the next right if you close your eye, then the, the mind that comes through the eye is not there if you pluck your ears and you you know you stop the hearing or you you go into a soundproof room, there's no mind that can come from the sound right so our mind comes to be because of this interaction that we have with nature. Without all of this, we wouldn't know who we are, right we become conscious we become aware of who we think we are because of our interaction because of the interaction between the body and the nature and we become conscious this consciousness this awareness makes us think that we are doing things while in fact the things just happen and we just experience it it's almost like and it's I, that's why it's so difficult to describe also because it's like a like a you looking at yourself backward in a way that when you look inside there's nobody there but yet you're there experiencing it. And that you, right now, that you is the experience itself. There isn't a you behind it doing the experiencing. There is just experience itself. This is what anatta means. Anatta or non-self does not deny that about experience. There are experience. The experience is there. The seeing is there. It's just that there is no seer. There's nobody doing the seeing. There is seeing by every one of us because we have eyes. There is smelling because we have nose. You know, if something went wrong, if something go wrong with our nose or with our ear, then we stop spelling, we stop hearing. Then the 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 mind that comes that arise usually arise from those senses, are uh, will never are not there. Another word, just imagine this. Our mind or just like I have mentioned before that when we go to sleep we are gone, right? There's no mind. The body is there doing the breathing, we don't have to do anything. The eye is gone. Okay? So at that time it's almost like we if we become sleeping beauty. We would have been we would be just laying there with no mind for as long as the body can can last right so we wouldn't be a, we wouldn't know how long we sleep let's say if the body can sleep like sleeping beauty for two three hundred years where 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 are we who we, how, who are we? we are nowhere to be found. So, we are who we think we are because of the experience. That is the concept that we all need to investigate if you want to find out for yourself that is is this true or not? Is there a doer behind all this? Or is there just experience that we are all experiencing our life is supported by this energy inside of us that enable the energy that enable the body to function right when the body is able to function and then it's it has this energy running and that enables the five senses to function. The five senses function and bring experience to the body, but it's, there is no doer behind it. You see, that, that's the tricky part. There is no doing behind it. There's no doer. The sense of doership is what blinds every one of us that we are doing something. When in fact, and that's the fact that we all have to investigate for ourselves that it it is true or not. Whether there is a doer behind all of these things or not, it is something that we all have to do the searching for ourselves. If you are interested. Okay. So with this concept, the Buddha said, "There's no self." So that's what non-self means. Non-self does not deny the experience, all the experiences, experiences that we are having right now. Non-self means there is no doer behind all of this happening. All these happening, all the phenomena that's happening right now. I'm talking. You are listening. This is the happening of the universe. Okay? This is the manifestation of the universe. This is the consciousness, this is the awareness of the oneness universe that we are all experiencing it at the same time through different experiences. So, with thou any doer behind all this doing, the non-self doctrine is discovered by the Buddha. The Buddha said, "There's no such a, there's no body behind this, there's no doer, there's no eye behind this. The eye is just the ego identify itself with the body and with the, with the thinking mind. With the experience mind with the mind is the mind becomes self aware and the mind think that it is doing something while in fact it's not doing anything it's just an ex- it, it's just experience that's happening and we become conscious of it but the e the eye the, the ego like to think that it is doing something. That's the difference. So once you discover that there is no doer behind all this, okay, there's only doing, but there is no doer, then that's what non self means. That's what anatta means. When the Buddha discovered this non self, there's no doer but there's only doing there's only seeing okay there's no one doing there's no one behind the seeing doing the seeing there's only seeing there's only talking hearing, smelling, touching experiencing but there is no experiencer behind it then the Buddha said since there is no doer behind this, there's no one born, and there's no one die. But there is this phenomenon experience that is happening all the time. This thing that is changing and happening all the time, all these experiences that we all get to experience is just the happening nature. We are the happening of the universe. This is happening. But this happening here is a very it's something that beyond our conceptual uh, ability to understand how this manifestation comes together. Right? How this experience comes together. But we get to experience this. So, who we truly are, we are not Susie or Johnny or Deepak or Abraham. Those are just labels. Okay, those are just names. You know the the color of the skin. That that's just label: white, black, yellow, okay, uh red. Those are just label, but who we truly are as a whole, collectively, we are experiencing this is just part of the universal phenomenon. With that discovery, there is, when there is no one, I mean, quote-unquote, there is no I doing anything behind this, how can there be death since there is no I? Right? The I is... When you identify the I as a self, yes, there is death for the I because when the self exists, the self doesn't stay permanent forever, so the self die. But as the Buddha discovered there is no I. The body is not us. The mind is not it's just it's just experience. It's one incredible phenomenon that is happening right now. Everything is just happening. The experience that you see, the light, you feel the heat, the coldness, alright? The the love, the joy or the whatever, all of these, these are ex- just experience of the mind. The mind is doing all of this. It's just like a show that is being displayed on this incredible, incredible screen that we call life. And it's just one incredible happening. Is there a doer, that individual doer behind it? No. This is just part of the big phenomenon of the universe. You and I, we are in this together. And this we is one. This we that we call we are all in this together, this we is the universe itself. And we are part of it, and the universe is experiencing itself through every single one, every single being, every single living creature. Because without this manifestation, the universe or the source. Or the unmanifest would not know what it was or who it was unless it manifests itself through us. This is what brings us to non self that there's no one die. There's no one born. It's just experience that we all experience. Okay. Without understanding this, we identify ourselves with the experience. We say, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm stressed. Right? See, without understanding the concept of anatta, non-self, we identify ourselves as self. And when we identify ourselves as a self, as as an existing self, I, then we suffer. Right? We fight to protect the self I when the self I is not even there. It's just like a it's like a shadow in a way that We think it exists, but it doesn't. So, without the self, there's no death. This is what the Buddha discovered, and that's why he becomes enlightened. He said, oh, before I was so afraid of dying, But the truth is there was no I born. So how can there be I that will die? There's no such a thing as an I. There's no I that was born. There's no I that will die. It becomes when that happened, when that important discovery happen. That death less arise because there's nobody. Quote unquote, there's no I living and there's no I who will die. There's only manifestation of the universe that is just keep changing and evolving and moving. But because of this manifestation, the ego, the mind, who confused, who got tricked by this seeing, by this experience, a sense of self arises out of this experience. This sense of self is the culprit of human suffering. Okay? This sense of self, that we become aware of this, and we think that we are the doer of this experience, this what creates suffering for us. This is what creates suffering for human beings. That this sense of self, I, is, again, the culprit of the world suffering. If we can only grasp this concept of non-self, of non-doer, there is only doing, but there is no concrete independent doer behind all of this doing then we would become egoless. Okay? There's no sense there's no such a thing as grasping to my idea, my status, or you know, my colour, my religion, my nation anymore. There is no me, there's no my there's no I. There's just this. And there's just this happening all the time. Right? It's just changing and moving and evolving. It's just that. From generation to generation, there's no I behind it. There's experience. Yes. So, if you when some when a person, when a being discovered this, then that is the death too of the ego. When this death of the ego, the death less arise. There's no death anymore. When death less arises arise that's when wisdom arise because we are not uh, limited to just this little uh, identity with just the little physical body and mind that we ident- so identify ourselves with we are not limited to this anymore we become boundless there's no boundary Now we become, we understand that we are not just this little thing. We are part of the whole thing. And this we is the universe, the one, true source, that is experienced things through all of us. When you get in touch with that one, true source, that beingness, that we all connect together then you will feel what what that is you feel a sense of big relief a big sigh say oh okay so what the fuss is all about you know what is the fuss all about what is this trying all about? What is this chasing after pleasure, chasing after fame and fortune all about? What is this? It's a joke, right? Instead, we here on this planet for maybe 80 years, maybe 100 the most, just as part of the universe experience. So, just experience it. You know, just experience it. That, wow, I got to experience myself in a way. I got to experience the food that I taste. I get to experience the leaves that I see. I get to experience the tree, the rock. I get to experience the heat and the cold. I get to experience other beings which is come from the same source. So. I am just like the other person. We're just manifestation of the one, but in many versions, different version. So you, me, your spouse, your kids, and everyone on this planet, we're just different version of the universe. The universe is manifesting itself through every single living being. And we are so fortunate to experience this. We are part of the big universe. Okay, we are not just one single independent identity by itself, by accident. Just me in this little bubble? No. We are part of the whole one thing. That's what non-self means. There's no bubble, little self. When we're here experiencing all this, we sort of have a little bubble that we are experiencing it through this little bubble. But once the bubble bursts, Where do we go? Nowhere, because it bursts. Now we become the universe again. But without understanding that, when we try to grasp on to the self, I, no, me, I, I, no, no, I exist. I am the doer. I am the this, I am that, me, me, me. When you hold on to this tight high energy of being of being a somebody of being ego you're doing this to hurt itself this this energy is doing things that is stressing itself in a way suffering is stress so the ego self when the ego self suffer is creating its own stress and this own stress is a little ball of energy. Right? So and this little ball of energy carry this stress. So when the body breaks down this little energy just go poop and it grabs onto something else and it manifests into another being with that ball of energy. And it continues from one physical Form to the next, as part of this big play of the universe, according to the to the karmic energy that the cell the ego self, create, or another word, the, the 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 misunderstanding energy. So this this is kind of you know sound a little bit odd to you maybe but it's something that you want to investigate in about in in this very topic very subject of non-self the doer who's doing who's the doer behind all of these things and just like we have covered so far, there's no doer The anatta, non-self, is one of the key concepts in Buddhism, that if one can understand this, one will get a big relief, a big sigh that, oh, okay, that is good enough for me. So, when you Let go of the burden, then you will experience life as it is. And that is when you realize what awakening is, what enlightenment is. So, yeah, I like to conclude it here today. I hope, you know, whatever that I just went through here has uh, some. Benefit to to you, and just as always, please leave a comment. Um, if you like, and oh yeah, I also had uh, just pu- published the book that I mentioned earlier in another episode, a new me. It's an ebook in on Amazon. Okay, so hopefully you uh, check it out, and yes, if you like the, uh, you know, the episode or anything. Please share, okay? If you think it's beneficial to other people, please share. And please uh, leave comment if you like, right? Namaste.